Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Podcast. I am Mike, and I'm Rusty, and you're who? Oh, um, Mason. There we go. There, there's, <laughs> there's, there's Mason. Uh, that's oh, it. Mason. <laughs> uh, so we are at a uh, we are at a Friday uh, in the it year of our Lord 2023. 2020, 2023. Nutty. We just dated this episode. Uh, so we are going to continue with this uh, season two, our second episode of the new year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This will be our our season two. Well, actually, te- technically third. Well, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. We had the 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 episode on on day one of the year. So we are covering the guest stars uh, on King of the Hill season two. Season this two. Is, this is part two of that because it's such a extensive list. It is. It was a really big list. We didn't think it was going to be that big, but uh, we started going through it, and sure enough, it was uh, more than one episode worth of voices. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of people in this thing. Um, so let's start with the unbearable blindness of laying. Uh, we have three different people in this one, and this is a big one to start. Um, we have Chuck Mangione. Chuck Mangione, which we have discussed him at length multiple Flugel times. Flugelhorn, correct. So, so he is a flugelhorn player. Flugelhorn player. Yep. Chuck Mangione, big in the 70s. Uh, did Big uh, on King of the Hill. Did a few songs, yep, yep. Uh, I think he... Uh, I think he did a uh, a fine job on this show, and I think it's so funny that they they oh, include him as job. like part of the crowd. Did a superb job. Yeah. yeah. Then we get Carl Reiner as Gary Kasner again. Carl Reiner. Yeah. Or we I guess, talked about him. Yeah. This is again, right? This is the second. This time. is again. Yeah, we've talked about Carl Reiner before. And then, Carl Reiner's popped up because he plays uh, the voice of stepdad Gary, you know, yeah. stepdad King of the Hill, Gary Chandler. Uh, no. His name? Gary. Not uh, Chandler. Kasner. That's an actual human being. Gary yeah. Kasner. Yeah. And then the biggest one, I think, uh, as Tilly Hill, Tammy Wynette. Tammy Wynette. Yeah. Tammy Wynette, famous, 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 famous country, country singer. Star. Uh, yeah. Just recently passed away. She was the she coal did. miner's daughter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. No. No. That, that was. I thought she was. Uh, no, that's not Tammy Wynette. 
That no, is, it's Loretta Lynn. Yeah, it's Loretta yeah, Lynn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tammy Wynette, never mind. Tammy Wynette was, Tammy Wynette uh, was a pet store. Yeah, she was the, the, the pet, oh, pet store. No, I don't you know. know. You just, <laughs> just made something up. Well, she was a famous country singer. She died in 98. Actually, she was. She was but, huge. Uh, she was huge. She, um, I want to say she had over 20 singles on the Billboard country chart during her career, oh. which is uh, huge. Her signature song, which for me, the, the biggest memory I have surrounding her signature song is uh, the Blues Brothers. So in the movie, the Blues Brothers, they end up, uh, you know, they, they're blues musicians, but they end up at a country bar mm -hmm. in this movie. Yeah. And uh, they don't know any country oh, songs. Oh, you're talking about Stand By Your Man. Stand By Your Man. Yeah. So the only country songs that they knew were uh, Stand By Your Man and uh, Rawhide. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, <laughs> the from, that was on a TV Rawhide. show, right? Wasn't yeah. that like a yeah. theme song yeah. for a TV show? Well, the song was also on the top 50, I think. Yeah, so... That that's that's Tammy 50s. Wynette, born in uh, Mississippi. Yeah, she uh, "Stand by Your Man" was her big song, and uh, it's a hell of a song too. And to watch the Blues Brothers do it is uh, her is dad amazing. was a cotton farmer, so she actually ah. she grew up picking cotton on the family farm in Mississippi. That's cool. All right, so uh, the next one we've got is one of my favorite episodes, which is Meet the Manger Babies. I know you're not a big fan of it, but uh, it is one of my it's favorites. A, it's a cringy episode. We have Troy Aikman as himself. Troy Aitman. Who just shows up for some reason at the Manger Babies. He does, yeah, he's uh, there. We have Peebo Bryson as uh, the anthem singer. Peebo? Peebo Bryson. Peebo Bryson. He was okay. a... Uh, he's a singer, yeah. R &B, yeah, R&B type singer. Uh, Can you stop the rain? He was pretty, uh, he was pretty big at one point. Yeah, um, he, uh, he actually... Uh, I want to say that he, he was in Aladdin. He sung some stuff in Aladdin. Yeah, did he? he did. He did. Really? He contributed to two. It was two Disney featured soundtracks that he did. So he sang, uh, oh, crud, uh, A Whole New World. Did he? He sung A Whole no, New World. come on. He sung Beauty and the Beast with Celine Dion. Really? Yeah. That's Peebo Bryson? That's Peebo Bryson. Wow. Much bigger than I thought he was. Uh, he did four duets with... Uh, Regina Bell for, oh. for, for Disney. He did Without You, I Can't Imagine, A Whole New World, and Total Praise. Uh -oh. And I think those were all in Aladdin. Uh, but that's Regina Bell. And then we have Debbie Derryberry as kid. I do not know Debbie Derryberry. D-E-B-I. D-E-R-R-Y. B-E-R-R-Y. An American voice actress. Debbie Derryberry. She has provided voices for a number of animation and video games. So Debbie Derryberry sounds like a character. Let's go ahead a, and hit her real person. quick because she is she's prolific. Prolific as far as animation and stuff that I've watched personally. So you've got Bobby's World, you've got uh, the Adams Family from the '90s. She was in All Real Monsters. She was in Life with Louie. Oh yeah. She played Judy Shepard in the uh, animation animated uh, Jumanji uh, show. She did some voices on Cow and Chicken. Uh, she was misinformation on South Park, if anybody knows who that is on South Park. Uh, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Castle in the Sky, uh, Curious George, Wow, Monster High, Be Cool, Scooby Doo. She is. F she is, is the for person. Family. There you go. That's one. She, she plays Maureen Murphy you, in uh, F is for Family. She's kind of the person that you picture in your head when you say, "I want to be like a voiceover artist." Yeah, kind of and, and then it even goes to anime. She was in anime. Yeah. She did Tenchi, uh, 
Tenchi Moyo, uh, Tenchi Universe, Tenchi in Tokyo, Sailor Moon in the 2015. She played Diana in Sailor Moon. And then it even goes to film. She was in, uh, she did Voices in Aladdin. She did the puppies in Babe. Uh, in Toy Story, she was the aliens. She was the troll. She was the voice on the intercom at Pizza Planet. Uh, again, she reported. Reprises the aliens in Toy Story 2. She did Jimmy Neutron in the movie Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Wow. Uh, you know, just, just prolific. She did Good tons job, Derry, Derry Berry. Direct to video and Debbie television Derry movies. She's the original uh, Jimmy? No, not the original Jimmy. She played Jimmy in the movie. She's Jimmy too. Well, that's, yeah, the movie came first. Did it? Yeah. Debbie Derry Berry. Oh, no, I take that back. The Adventures of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Yes, she was the voice of Jimmy Neutron. Debbie uh, I, did, I overlooked that when I was scrolling through. And actually, she was the voice of JJ in JJ the Jet Plane. Hmm. Debbie Derry Berry. Debbie Derry Berry. She played Kid. She did video games, that was too. A, that was a character. Kid. <laughs> so, uh, let's hear her video games, because her video games is kind of... Uh, <laughs> prolific as far as video games for me so she was in crash bandicoot she was the voice of the ball and pong she did coco bandicoot Uh uh-huh uh she played jimmy neutron's voice in a variety of games um she was in some nicktoons games of course doing jimmy neutron's voice she played coco bandicoot which is a uh over a lot of the the crash Crash's Video little games. sister. Yeah, it's Crash's, Crash's little, little sister. sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She played she Crash's little sister. She also played the straight line in Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> she was. <laughs> well, she's done every version of Jimmy Neutron's voice in every place he's ever popped up in video games, TV shows, movies. So I guess that's her claim to fame. She's well, Jimmy. The last one on the Manger Babies episode, we've got Maurice LaMarche again uh, yeah, as Maurice Reverend LaMarche. Thomason. We've already uh, talked about him. Yeah. Ma- Ma- good God. Maurice, Maurice LaMarche. LaMarche. He is uh, he is very prolific. And, and he's he's with uh, King of the Hill for a while. Yep. And, uh, again, my favorite one of his is uh, The Brain from Pinky and the Brain, which a lot of his voice actors, uh, his, a lot of the voices that he does are uh, – Kind of in the in the same vein as uh, oh man, what's the person's name? Uh, it talked about it here. Uh, Orson Welles. So mm. he used Orson Welles. He channeled Orson Welles for the brain and for a few of his other characters too. Uh, you could see he uses the uh, impression. So when he does brain, that's that's what it is. It is a Welles impression. So that's go. very good. Yeah, Orson Welles was something else. Well, if you if you have ever watched Pinky and the Brain, like actually watched it, a lot of the episodes kind of have hints and nods to things that Orson Welles was attached yeah. to during his career. Well, they have career. a lot of old film stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, That's next an one. amazing show, by the way. The, it, the whole okay. Animaniacs it's thing. Okay. And I think I'm it sorry. was because of... Well, it was amazing for me as a child, <laughs> anyway. I think it was because of who created it. It was a Steven Spielberg creation. Yeah, yeah. it was an Amblin Entertainment thing. It was definitely a very... Uh, uh, you could tell that whoever created that show was a huge fan of film and cinema. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think that whole series, you know, it was all like throwback because it's on the on the uh, uh, the lot, you know, and all that stuff. They're yeah. on the Warner Brothers lot. Uh, I there is nothing better though than than them singing the capitals of cities and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And and one of the things that I didn't know, which is kind of funny, is uh, he actually voiced Alec Baldwin in Team America: World Police. Oh, really? If you ever seen that, he yeah, was actually yeah, yeah. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. He actually did Alec Baldwin's oh, wow. voice in that. So. 
Next one is I Remember Mono. Uh, this is the one where uh, uh, Peggy gets mono and uh, she has to end up telling uh, Hank about it finally. Yeah, that was a good episode. Uh, we get Joanna Gleason as Maddie Platter. Uh, and then uh, we get Jennifer Jason Lee, who was a fairly decent star as far as Brat Pack stuff goes when I was a kid. Uh, she is Amy. And then you get the one and only Carrie Strug as herself from uh, the Olympics because Bobby gives – doesn't he give her a flower? Yeah, something Remember like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, was, he was in love with her. Uh, all I right, so we'll start Carrie with the top. Strug. You you mentioned Joanna Gleason first. Yes. So uh, she's a Canadian uh, – she's, she's Canadian. Canuck. Uh, but not only that, she is a Tony Award-winning musical theatrical actress, mm -hmm. and she's been in a few notable things. So – what she's best known for was originating the role of the baker's wife in the Stephen Soundheim's uh, Into the Woods. Mm. That's where she actually gets her Tony from. But she's been in films, too. She was in uh, Woody Allen's Hannah and Her Sisters, uh, Woody Allen's Crime and Misdemeanors she was in as well. Yeah. She was also in Paul Thomas Anderson's Boogie Nights. Oh, wow. Uh, and then she had various roles on Friends, The West Wing, The Good Who Wife. Who was she in Boogie Affair. Nights? Uh, in Boogie Nights, let's see. She was Dirk's mom in Boogie oh, Nights. Dirk she Dickler. played Dirk Dickler's mom, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, she also, uh, she did some, uh, so for her film, she didn't play in a lot, a lot of stuff, but she was in Mr. Holland's Opus. That was oh, the one okay. that I know. Uh, Heartburn. Uh, never I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell everybody a big secret. What's that? Uh, oh, wait, that's the wrong film. Never mind. I'm not telling okay. you a secret. Wrong secret. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. is she not the one that was in Howard the Duck? Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee was Isn't that in, correct? let's see here. She was in, you said Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Uh, That's going to be a big filmography. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in it. She's been in a ton of stuff. No, nah, she, she wasn't still in is. Howard the Duck. It doesn't, it doesn't show that on there. She was in the hateful eight. That's all I've ever seen her in. Yeah. Really? So, so what I know that she I was in, she was in, uh, she was in that fast times. She played Stacy in fast times. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I know. Yeah. Uh, she played in, uh, let's see backdraft. That's one I remember. That was the one, the firefighter movie with, the what's his name? Uh, Kurt Russell. She was in that. It's Leah Thompson, who I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, Leah Thompson. Yeah. She was in Single White Female, that movie. I remember yeah, that movie. Yeah, that was a big one. Uh, she was in Rush. I remember that one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I don't really... Hey Arnold. She played in the Hey Arnold movie. She was a voice in it. Uh, Road to Perdition. That's one of the... A, a good Tom Hanks movie she was in. Uh, she was in The Machinist, which is a, a really... Machinist is a good one, where What's-His-Face lost all that weight. Yeah, Christopher Bale. It's a really good... Uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yeah. It's a really good character. Uh, She's also in Dolores Claiborne. Oh, okay. She was in that one. All right. So she was also in what is was a really, really, really award-winning movie that was done by, I want to say, uh, yeah, it was a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was Samuel L. Jackson, Kurt Russell, Jennifer Jason Leigh. Uh, it had... Uh, uh, yeah, I said the hateful eight. Is that what you just mm -hmm. said? Yeah. Oh, the first okay. one I yeah. oh, that was the first one you said. I didn't <laughs> yeah. hear you say yeah. that. My bad. I, I misheard what you said. So yeah, yeah, she was in the she was in the hateful eight. Yeah, yeah. and she no. was nominated for literally she was nominated for every supporting actress role from every film association you could think of. You've got the Academy Award, the Golden Globe, the BAFTA, the AACTA, the Austin Film Critics, the Awards Circuit Community Awards, the Broadcast Film Critics, Central Ohio, Chicago, Dallas-Fort Worth, Denver, Detroit, Florida, Georgia. She was on every award list for Best Supporting Actress of the Year in 2015. 
She's been in a lot of stuff. I, I just remember her uh, as kind of part of that Brat Pack. Well, you know, uh, another movie then. that's really, really good of hers. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Mike, but it's a Brian Cranston film, uh, LBJ, where Brian Cranston yeah, plays Linda Baines Johnson. Yeah. You need to go watch that one. She plays uh, Lady Bird in that. Really? Yeah, she plays Lady Bird. She was Bird on Johnson. Weeds for a while, too. Uh, Weeds is a great show. That was a very good show. That was TV an amazing show. show. That yeah. was a really, really good show. Yeah, she did. Uh, yeah, she was on there for like I, three years. I tried watching Weeds. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I'm not hating on it. <laughs> She was her I, sister, I right? I started watching it yeah. for a bit, just because my mom and her roommates at the time watched it. Right. I was like, I was like, oh, this seems interesting. What What, what is it about? And I was, I could, I could, I couldn't follow it. I was What's too about dumb weed? at the time. It's just yeah, about yeah, weed. Yeah, it's just, it's oh. just. I whole... didn't know what weed was. Oh, well, okay, I yeah, yeah, I got you. So why are they fighting over these grass clippings? That show came out. Uh, at at the height of my excitement about weed, like right when I graduated high school, my I realized, excitement about weed. Well, I mean, it was I graduated high school, <laughs> and like once you graduate high school, it was like that big lift of oh, my parents aren't in control of my life anymore, you know. And yeah. uh, I was I watched the crap out of that show. That was one of my favorite shows on TV at the time. What else is uh, is Carrie Strug been in anything else? Uh, Carrie Strug. Well, she's got some pop popular culture stuff she did a cameo in 90210 clueless she was in uh she was referenced in sabrina the teenage witch she was referenced in bojack horseman touched by an angel yeah uh she was referenced <laughs> in community they referenced her in murphy brown yeah uh she was referenced in uh, that's kind of cool though i mean she you know the thing that she was she was known for was the gymnastics stuff in the olympics yeah yeah, yeah. Well, she's the one Roseanne that broke her, joke she's the one that broke her ankle and then and then finished anyway and was carried off by her russian Which trainer crazy uh, yeah but she was uh there's a roseanne joke so roseanne there's an episode called rosambo where she flips the roof off of a train car mm. or she she flips off the roof of a train car and lands on her feet and when she lands roseanne says eat your heart out carrie strug <laughs> so she's in that and she actually has a voice cameo in a uh i've never heard of this it's a spinoff of harvey birdman attorney at law called bird girl mm. yeah it's a story it's um I've his daughter takes that. over that oh, has wow. to be that has to be new, right? It, it's new. It's um I think it's still going. Uh they only started like twenty eighteen, I think. So it's on HBO Max. Okay. I'm gonna have to check that out then because I really liked Harvey Bourbon and Law. Yeah, it is, isn't yeah. it? Well, they've the one well, you gotta think HBO Max has all the Hanna Barbera stuff and Bird Girl is all Hanna Barbera uh Oh sure. Yeah stuff, you know. All right, next we have three days at the condo or of the condo. Uh we have Castulo Guerrera as the magistrate. But the biggest one, I believe, here is Paul Rodriguez as Jacinto. Oh, P-Rod. I know his son more than him. So his son is a professional skateboarder. Uh-huh. And, uh, he was a big comedian in, in the 80s. Yeah, 80s, so P-Rod, yeah. He did real I've well. never... Uh, the, only, the only thing that I've ever seen him in is in 2002, uh, coming up off of the original Kings of Comedy Mm-hmm. It was Bernie Mac and uh, that movie, The Kings of Comedy, had Bernie mm-hmm. Mac. And, uh, it was a whole tour. Yeah, yeah, it was a whole tour. Well, yeah. in response to that, the Latin comedians yes. did one. And yes. it was called The Original Latin Kings of yeah. Comedy. Yeah, and he was that. in that. And that's the first place I ever seen him because it was... Uh, Paul it Rodriguez was, like was all around the for a long time. Though. Big, yeah, it was like all the big 
uh, Latin comedians. You had Paul Rodriguez. It was like George Lopez, uh, Joey Medina, and Alex Raimundo. And uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think that was a really good movie. If you like if you like stand up comedy, I, I feel like you gotta you gotta go watch that one. Castulo Guerrera. Uh, we we talked about him on the last episode. Yeah, like we this. did. Uh, he was. Uh, he's been in Terminator Two, Usual Suspects, The Mexican. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, and he does does a lot of. Uh, voices especially for like deathstroke i believe yeah yeah he was uh he was also in uh the usual suspects he was in terminator 2 hmm. uh he the critically acclaimed beverly hills chihuahua 2 <laughs> you know uh roger and ebert gave that one about four thousand thumbs up sure they gave him all the dog thumbs yeah. it's a masterpiece Uh, next, we have Traffic Jam. This one, Traffic of course, is jam. the big one with Chris Rock in it as yeah. Roger Budasak. Wait, who? Chris Rock. I don't know. Chris I was going to say something stupid. <laughs> well, well, we all know who Chris Rock is. Yeah, we all know who Chris Rock is. <laughs> and me and Mike actually, well, me and Mike actually have gotten to... Uh, have an interview and speak with Chris Rock's ex-publicist. Yeah, that's uh, somebody true. that's real close with him and that's worked with him a lot in uh, uh, in our uh, Letterman endeavor that we, we were on at the beginning of the year. We, we spoke, got to talk to man, him. Man, I started working here too late. <laughs> Just a little bit. We spoke uh, to a guy who saw Chris Rock one time. Yeah, no, th- we that's actually really, w- we good. actually spoke to somebody <laughs> who could call Chris Rock from their cell phone. Yeah. Like, uh, her uh, shout out to Nicole and Jay Ryan from he, from California. You know, the other big name in this is John Amos. Uh, John Amos was a huge African American actor. He was in uh, Coming to America and uh, Die Hard too. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. And John Amos is one of those guys. That oh, John when, Amos. Yeah. Yeah. When you see his face, you know who he is. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I know exactly guy, who he is. Right? I don't even have to see his face. I know I mean, who he is because he was on Good Times. Yeah, he was James Senior yeah, on Good exactly. Times. Yeah, you've That's seen him in a him billion from. things. Uh, he's one of my favorite because uh, he was in Coming to America too, and that was uh-huh. funny as hell. That was super funny his role in that. But uh, he he had a f- he's he's prolific. He was a Broadway guy, and uh, you know he was actually on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yes, yes, he and was. And he was also on uh, he was on the West Wing too. Uh, for uh, he was Admiral Percy Fitzwallace. Then we have then we have Amy Hill who played Mrs. Kalikiakalikilikilaye. Which uh, Amy Hill, guys, is uh, she is most notable for she played uh, a character on That's So Raven. But I feel like the most notable stuff for me would be uh, she was Mama Toru on Jackie Chan. She was uh, Miss Hasagawa on Lilo and Stitch, the TV series. Uh, And a lot of these TV series that I named that I had to watch were generally because my little sister at the time uh, was attached to different shows and stuff because I've seen shows that generally a teenage boy wouldn't watch. But mm-hmm. since I was a teenage boy with a sister who was six oh, yeah. years younger than me, sure. I had to watch a lot of crap that I didn't want to. But she also uh, she played Miss Kwan in Cat in the Hat. But the most notable role for me that she played in was Sue in Fifty First Dates. So in Fifty First Dates, uh, Adam Sandler goes to this restaurant once he realizes that this girl is her, she loses her mind every 24 hours. And, uh, one of the people that's trying to protect her is a woman named Sue. And, uh, she plays a Samoan, uh, restaurant. They're like, they own this yeah. restaurant and yeah, they, try yeah. to, they try to protect her from, uh, 
from him, but she's been in she's been in a fair amount of stuff. She's been she's, a lot of she's, stuff. She's, she's, she's uh she generally plays uh an a an Asian role in, in everything that she's played in because she is uh she's uh she's also a I think she's stand up comedian Islander right. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, Pacific she was Island. born in Deadwood, South Dakota. Oh, wow. Okay. But I, think I think her heritage she, is I think Pacific her, Island. I think she has a Pacific Islander heritage. It doesn't really say anything so, about it here. Oh, she is uh, She is a Japanese-American. So oh, she was okay. born to a Japanese mother and a Finnish-American father. Gotcha. And uh, her father actually died in 1979 in an automobile accident, wow. which has nothing to do with... <laughs> Anything that we're talking about, but uh, we've got Jess go. Jess Harnell who also plays uh, toenail in this one. Uh, Jess Harnell is uh, he he's done a ton of voices. He was also an Animaniacs. He did some voices in Transformers and and different things like that. All American Girl. Did you ever ever see that show, uh, Margaret Cho? Oh yeah, no no no. I'm not I'm not a huge Margaret Cho fan. Well, that's how uh, that's that was her her breakout was playing. Uh, the role of grandmother Young Hee or, oh, yeah, or yeah, Grandma yeah. Kim yeah, sure. in the short-lived sitcom All American. And then my, one of my favorites, Orlando Jones, uh, is also in this. He's kidding, oh yeah, kidding Orlando Loki. Jones. Orlando Jones has been in a buttload of stuff. But the first time I ever saw Orlando Jones, and I may have told this story before, he um, he was picked as the guy who did a Seven Up commercial for the Super Bowl. Yep. And he would wear this T-shirt that says, um, it, what would it say? It was like, uh, oh, on the front of the shirt, it says, make seven. On the back of the shirt, it says, up yours. Yeah. And so he would walk around, and he didn't understand why people were pissed off at him because the back of his shirt says, up yours all the whole time. I yeah. just thought that was well, fantastic. Uh, he's, he's one of the original. He's the original, uh, was it, how many was there? There was... He was one of the original nine Mad TV hires yes. when they first started. Yes. So you but had, he was in uh, Evolution with uh, with uh, David Duchovny, and he was in the Time Machine. Drum yeah, that's line, a good one. Replacements. Yeah. I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. Ton of stuff. One of the best best roles I thought he he had was in American Gods. He was in that. Which uh, that's American something Gods that is I didn't know show. here. Okay, so uh, man, this is this is rabbit holes that have pertain nothing to King of the Hill whatsoever. But I didn't know that Mad TV was produced by Quincy Jones. Yeah. He bought the magazine and then started the show, which I didn't know that. So, I mean, I thought that was interesting. Oh, he, oh yeah. He also, he didn't buy uh, the magazine, did he? yeah, he bought the he rights. He bought Mad Magazine? He bought he the rights. He maybe bought the rights to it. Uh, he bought the, well, cause Mad Magazine was, didn't have like an error where it died for a little bit. Oh yeah. That cracked both. Yeah. yeah so definitely. I think that's what ended up happening. It kind of had like that little bloop where it died yeah. and then he b went and bought it and went and bought the rights or whatever it was to it. But yeah, he had, uh, he definitely had a hand in that, but I really, uh, the show that I remember him from was, uh, he was on a TV show. Oh, what's it called? Let me see if I can find it real fast. He was a recurring, a recurring, I think it was him anyway. I want to say it was a TV show with Amanda Bynes and him. I could yeah, be wrong. I'm, lost. I'm completely lost on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm lost too. You know, he's in that Ghost Whisperer crap that you that you have to watch. I did he, not he ever call it crap. Oh, I, sorry. I want I want Jennifer Love Hewitt to understand that I never called. it He crap. never called it crap. He loves the show. It's his favorite <laughs> show. He watches it twice twice a day. But yeah, no, he was in there. He was on that show. So our next one is Hank's Dirty Laundry. Uh, we've got Billy West. Uh, yep. 
famous voice actor. Famous voice actor Billy yeah. West is is pretty prolific as far as uh, the voice acting. And work. then we have Lynn Thigpen playing the judge. And Lynn Thigpen, um, she's she's passed now, but she's been in some big stuff. She was in The Warriors, the original one, uh, Bicentennial Man, Anger Management, Lean on Me. I mean, she's done a lot of stuff. Uh, she was a very oh yeah she was the one that was in Worm World is uh, Carmen San Diego pretty heavy mm-hmm. and she played the moon and it's funny that uh, I, I get to discuss this because right now my this was one of my wife's childhood shows that she liked mm-hmm. so she's been forcing it onto my you know freshly born child he's nine months now <laughs> and uh you know my son is as old, almost as old as the podcast oh wow uh it was like because remember it was we were only in like beginning of season one when he was born oh yeah but uh bear in the big blue house oh, is a show that my house, wife yeah. has been putting on every day for my son and uh, not she does show. the moon it's really not it's kind of weird though how the show starts out i never yeah. even knew it started it's out not like bad, this though. but it's he not starts off sniffing he starts off sniffing yeah, yeah. and then he goes well, something smells good. Yeah. Oh, it must be you. Yeah. And that's where yeah. he starts yeah. off the show. And, and then he eats that child. And yeah. And he says, oh, you smell so sweet or whatever. You know, he comes up with a different scent, like yeah. what you smell like for every yeah. episode. But she also did a huge, she, she played a big role in uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Carmen? All right. Next one is uh, Leanne Saga. Uh, again, Joanna Gleason. We, we covered her already. Uh, one of my all-time favorites, though, Jennifer Coolidge as Ms. Crimson. Jennifer Kremser. Coolidge. Yeah. Yeah, she... Uh, Prolific. Jennifer Coolidge. Did you see the SNL uh, skit? Yes. Did you see the... the, the I don't know who does... Uh, who did it. I don't yes. know all don't the people's know names name, either, no. but... Uh, but Jennifer... great. Jennifer spot on. Coolidge will always be Stifler's mom, and she will also always be uh, the lady that owned the dogs in... Uh, best in show i have to go back and watch some stuff of hers because uh you want to see prime jennifer coolidge watch the best in show best in show i'll best watch in that show. i'm I, I was just really surprised about as much stuff as that that, that she was in oh but she's been but in i want everybody and she's had like a, to remember a, a, a renaissance here lately too. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. she's, she's on everywhere. that new show or whatever well not only that she's doing old I, navy commercials i think she did stuff. her i think she did her memoirs recently too that's why she's yeah. she's she's in uh pretty heavy but everybody's um, got to remember if it wasn't for her recurring role on King of the Hill, there's no telling where she would be. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Chloe Feynman was is who played her in uh, SNL. Oh, oh Chloe yeah, Feynman. there you go. Yeah, good, yeah, job. There you go. good job. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, she's I don't know funny. Name. She does the good, good impressions. She was a part of the Groundlings. I've never heard of them. By the way, oh, you've never heard of the Groundlings? Really? Nah. Well, I, oh, I knew yeah. they were like they're like uh, the, one of the seminal uh, improv groups. Of yeah, all time. yeah, yeah. I know they were like a historical, and then I know that well, you, like you, you talk about the Groundlings, you talk about Second City, and you talk about uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. Those are like the ones. Those are the big. Yeah, ones. see, I'd never heard of them. And looking at their list of uh, alumni, I mean, Will Ferrell. Oh, it's a buttload. Yeah, it's basically so Second City, Chicago. Uh, Groundlings is L.A. Lisa Kudrow. See, I didn't know oh, that yeah. Lisa Kudrow ton, ton, participated ton, ton, ton. in. Yeah improv chris parnell yeah yeah maya rudolph i didn't know she did they all came from the same group yeah Yeah, that's crazy well there Uh, you go uh next one is junkie business uh we have bertilla damas as maria we have jim dotrieve as jason adderley and then we have brent forrester as leon petard leon well bertilla let's see here she's a cuban actress Mm -hmm. uh I think we've talked about her before. 
Yeah. So it says here, uh, so she began working in Spanish language theater while in college, mm. and she was accepted to the Circle in the Square Theater in New York, which is a, a huge school there for uh, uh, theater actors. And uh, she met someone named Terry Hayden, who got her interested in the actor studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, she worked on and off Broadway and then did regional theater. Uh, her filmography is not very extensive. She was in Nothing But Trouble. Uh, isn't, no, Nothing But, yeah, no, Nothing But Trouble was the Dan Aykroyd one, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. With, with him and uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, ter- terrible movie. Yeah, Demi Moore. Uh, she was in Fires Within, Mi Vida Loca, uh, I, movies. I, I haven't heard of any of her movies, but her TV. Let's see what she did in TV. She she was in some Deep Space Nine. Uh, she did a little bit of uh, let's see here, uh, NYPD Blue. Uh, again, she was a uh, Maria Montalvo uh, in King of the Hill, and she was customer number two. So she does four episodes of yeah. King of the Hill. So she she does uh, she does play as Maria Montalvo in more than one episode, and then whoever customer number two is, uh, she did a little bit of ER. Yeah, she's just she's just one of those. She's done a lot. Faces you see in four or five episodes of this show, or two or three episodes of this show. One uh, of the one of the last ones I said was Brent Forrester. He is uh, he is a writer, producer, director. Uh, he worked on The Office. He also worked on the Ben Stiller show, and then King of the oh, Hill, wow. Space Force. I mean, he's worked on a ton of stuff. Yeah, it, it, uh, I see here that uh, he's he wrote a bunch of Simpsons stuff, too. He, he did a few episodes of The Simpsons. He was also then, a contributing writer on uh, Mr. Show with Bob and uh, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he co-wrote with Judd Apatow an episode for Undeclared, yeah. which is, I think it's a Judge Apatow TV show. It is, yeah. It was uh, It was about the same time as, I think, maybe right after Freaks and Geeks. He wrote the merger off. episode. Have you ever seen Freaks and Geeks? I've seen Freaks and Geeks. I don't know how many times I've watched Freaks it. And, have you that ever watched is, it, Mason? Have you ever watched Freaks and Geeks this <laughs> series? Yeah, uh, when I was uh, really? younger. I thought it was okay. It's a good show. I think it's yeah. amazing. Because it if you lot. watch it, you look and you're like, okay, so this is where that person got uh-huh. their start. That yeah. person got their start. Yeah. That person. Like it the, is crazy like, seeing, like, what, a 20-year-old Seth Rogen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seth, well, I don't Absolutely. even think he was 20. I think he was, like, yeah, 19. Were, they were I think they were all, like, teenagers. Yeah. They were all just barely 18, 19. James Franco. Yeah, and uh, I think that Jonathan the, uh, Daly. the distancing yep. of James Franco and Seth Rogen is insane. Like, the second that James Franco had allegations, brought up against him which mm. turned out to be you know moderately true not allegations like real stuff it's crazy how quick like Seth Rogen and everybody distanced them to s- themselves from him because Seth Rogen will no longer he ref- he will no longer work with James Franco you know he also worked on the stupids with um, uh, uh, Tom Arnold oh Tom which Arnold. It, it, the stupids is a is a ridiculous movie there is a but it is like his biggest thing like if you want to see top tom arnold watch the stupids speaking of uh tom arnold if you want a really really good documentary to watch go watch about tom arnold's sister she was one of the largest methamphetamine dealers in the united states oh really i think it was tom arnold's sister yeah you just said it like it was a i'm pretty sure it was tom arnold thing and then you said you thought it was her no it is yeah it's tom arnold's sister so it's called queen of meth her name is Lori arnold yeah, Queen of Meth is what they called her. She was, uh, they're from Iowa. Yeah. So in that part of the world, there's nothing to do. So uh, she became <laughs> a meth dealer. Okay. Yeah, she really did. She did uh, 15 years in prison. She was arrested by the DEA. When they when they arrested her, they seized over 15, or sorry, over $10 million in assets from wow. her. Wow. 
Yeah. We also had Jim Dotrieve, uh, which Jim I mentioned, Dotrieve. and yeah. uh, he he is known the namesake for, for Bill Dotrieve. Well, he's known for King of the Hill. He's known for Bob's Burgers. Uh, he's he's done quite a bit of TV. And uh, the thing and that's that he's most even, famous for these days that's is not even including the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Well, the the thing that he's most <laughs> famous for these days, Mike, is dropping bombshells uh, on people uh, like true. us that's because true. I actually am his friend on Facebook. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually Jim Dotry's friend on Facebook, yeah. and I've communicated with him once or twice. Uh, he he drops literal bombs that blows people's minds. So the video that me and Mike discussed in one of our Friday episodes, yeah. uh, the video of uh, the real ending of King of the Hill, that little clip that we watched, yeah. he's the one that Oh, yeah, he's the one that Facebook. said it was out there. Yeah, yeah he's the one right. that put that that's out right. there. Okay. So let's uh, let's see if we can't get through the rest of these. We've got three more here: Life in the Fast Lane, Bobby's Saga. Uh, we have Tara Strong as Billy, uh, which I don't know who Tara Strong is. Harley Quinn. She's Harley Quinn. Oh, She's is Harley she? Quinn. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she also did voice Timmy. Actor. She did Timmy. Uh, she's done a lot. She's still, she's, she's, she's huge. Yeah, she you've is, heard, you've heard her. Acting. If you've seen anything animated, you've heard her voice at least once. Wow. Yeah. So she in did, the last uh, twenty years, she yeah. has a. A filmography page that you have to click on. So she has a, a whole separate filmography page. Mm. So for her animation, uh, she played Hello Kitty. She's done Hello Kitty's voice. She was like four or five characters in the Care Bears in the 80s. Uh, Patty Putty and the Garbage Pail Kids. Patty Putty. Uh, Chloe and Madeline. She played young Celeste and Babar. She was in Beetlejuice. Uh, let's see more notable shows. Who is uh, who? Who the heck was she in this? In this episode. Oh, in this episode? It says uh, Billy. Billy, which is probably one of the... Oh, the f- uh, but what, the first kid? The kid um, maybe. Bob. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, she's done a lot of stuff. Uh, she it, played. She did Bubbles' voice in the Powerpuff Girls. Uh, she, she did some voices on Pepper Ann, Family Guy, Giggling Girl in Clerks, the animated series. She, hmm. she played in the... She's done Wild Thornberries. One of the bigger ones that she's known for, of course, is The Fairly Odd Parents. She did Timmy Turner's voice. Uh, I'm trying to see some other big ones. Uh, she just did a lot of small stuff, a lot of one-off voices. I guess that's... Like I said, well, she's done so much. I'm not gonna sit here and the list biggest everything one. She's done. The biggest one in this is Dale Earnhardt as himself, of course. Dale uh, Earnhardt, Dale yeah. Earnhardt Dale Earnhardt. In. Yeah. Uh, Rest you know, in if, peace. If, if those of you who Rest don't know who peace. Dale Earnhardt is, uh, you don't watch NASCAR. So there you go. And and, and I'm gonna go ahead and bring this full circle. So uh, we were talking about Coco Bandicoot and the voice actor for Coco Bandicoot. Well, she also has voiced Coco Bandicoot. We talked about another voice actor uh-huh. a while ago that had done it. Well, there's a, a, a TV show called uh, Skylanders Academy, and she voices uh, – it's a Netflix show. She voices Coco Bandicoot in that. All right. There you go. Now so we've got all you know. the Coco Bandicoot information we could – Totally Deep breath. Need. Okay, so for her feature films, <laughs> <laughs> now she was, she did uh, Dill Pickles in the Rugrats movies in the, uh, 1998 and 2000, the Rugrats ah, in yeah. Paris. So, yeah, she's done a lot of stuff, guys. A lot, a lot of stuff. Well, uh, next one. Uh, she this played Cockknocker. Sorry, she played Cockknocker and Jalen Cockknocker. Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie. Hey, she by the way, Cockknocker in that. Cockknocker. 
next, Peggy's Turtle Song. Uh, Annie DeFranco as Emily. Uh, do you know Annie DeFranco? Uh, I'd have to probably like I'm gonna have to look her up. I probably know who she is, but I, I couldn't name her just by her name. Annie DeFranco. You Annie said? DeFranco. Yep. Uh, she. Oh yeah, she's a singer songwriter. She's a yeah, singer yeah, yeah, songwriter. Yeah. She was. Uh, she did. Uh, uh, she was. Had some stuff in My Best Friend's Wedding, uh, in the the movie Lady Bird, which that was uh, more recent and pretty big. Uh, is that in that the movie about LBJ's wife? Mm, no, no, that's the movie um, with a uh, Ronan. That's uh, right. You know about the um, depressed high school. Uh, maybe not depressed. A uh, high school. Yeah, yeah I yeah, got yeah, what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. And then uh, we had Beth Grant as a nurse. Uh, Beth Grant uh, was in Donnie Darko, No Country for Old Men. One of my favorites of all time, Little Miss Sunshine. Um, she's been in quite a few things, uh, and she played the nurse. And then once again, we had Maurice LaMarche as Gary and Tammy Wynette again as Tilly Hill. Yeah, so there you go. Tammy Wynette, reoccurring. That's, that's funny, though. So uh, back to Annie DeFranco. Uh, in the Wikipedia, so Wikipedia gets uh, knocked all the time because it's supposedly, quote, unquote, an unreliable source of information. But if you go down, it has a reference sheet. Well, on the reference sheet, there is a, uh, a link that you can click on, and it takes you to a... Uh, article about Annie DeFranco uh, from 1998 on MTV News. That is uh, almost the end. The last one of that season is Propane Boom, of course, uh, where Luann loses her hair and her boyfriend. Um, and uh, in that one, we have people that we've all covered, but Chuck Mangione is himself, of yep. course. Joanna Gleason yep. as operator. Jim Cummings as Mark McJimsey. Yep. And then once again, the prolific and lovely Jennifer Coolidge as Ms. Kresner. Awesome. So, yeah, like when you talk about people like Jim Cummings and Billy West and uh, what was the lady's name we just discussed? Mason? Uh, Tara Strong. Tara Strong. Those are heavy. Like when you see their name on a thousand different animated shows, it just shows that they're they're voice acting. They're, they're voice acting elite. Especially when you talk about Jim Cummings and Billy West and then Tara Strong. Yeah, it's amazing uh, when you start looking at these people's careers, uh, how they have made a... Oh, Jim uh, Cummings especially. He has pretty well, just how they've made a, a career out of just speaking Voices. into a mic. Yeah. Well, think about... Uh, well, t to me, when I think about voice acting, the, the I think about the, the, uh, the Michael Jordan or the Tom Brady of voice acting. Mel Blanc. Oh, yeah. He's the one that always comes to my mind because he has over 90 something voices inside of him well not anymore well they're still inside of him <laughs> are they they're just Is that inside how that works? of him underground <laughs> they, yeah because you buried cause, him with his voices well because this is what i was uh this is what <laughs> they do in paleontology they take the throat and uh -huh. stuff from these dinosaurs uh -huh. and they push air through it sure to see what kind of sound the dinosaur would make okay so if you got mel blanc and got his voice out of there and he blew air through it through it it would say What's up, Doc? I don't <laughs> think that's the way it works. I don't think you don't that's think the that's way how it works. works? No, I don't oh. think so. No. Oh, okay. But but it's a good try. I and I'd be willing to blow air through Mel Blanc's windpipe, I guess. Well, that is uh manually that's or with all, a machine. That's <laughs> all we've got for this Friday. Uh Rusty, tell them where they can find us. Guys, you can find us at Linktree. So I started a Linktree that way it kind of consolidates everything. So if you go to Link tr.ee slash bwaaa that's three a's k-o-t-h you'll find every link you need for us 
Uh, also, I'm still every uploading. link you didn't even know you uh, needed. Yeah, there's links on there you might not even know about. So if you didn't know, we do have a YouTube channel, <laughs> and uh, we have 300 plus views so far on that YouTube channel. So everybody Good. that's went and found us on YouTube and is looking at us there, thank you, appreciate it. I'm Absolutely. still gonna have all the up episodes uploaded. It's just taking a while. Uh, I want to personalize each one so it's it's unique to you guys. And uh, I'm, that's just a uphill project. But uh, I want to thank everybody again for continuing to watch us. And uh, you can go over to roguemedianetwork.com to find more great podcasts as well as this podcast. And uh, we'd love it if you would go check out some other podcasts too and help those guys out and give them some, uh, give them some love and uh, go engage with them too. There's a lot of great podcasts on the network. And as the new year starts, there's a lot more projects to come out. There's one that uh, you recently <laughs> started, Mike, that uh, me and my family have enjoyed the holiday stories. Really? You've been listening to holiday stories, yeah, huh? the gift of the Magi by O. Henry, right? Holiday yeah. stories. Uh, we've done that for two years running now. Uh, every, every year around Thanksgiving, I start reading stories about Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We liked it. It was, That's cool. it, was Great. it was, uh, it was, it was refreshing. It was something different that <laughs> we, we got to enjoy yeah. over the holidays. That's cool. I'm glad to hear it. Well, because, yeah. you know, my wife's an educator as well, so she yeah. likes all those kind of things, too. She yeah. likes she listens to a lot of audio books, a lot of audio did she, stuff. Did she critique me? She did not critique you. She <laughs> listened to it with, like, full That'd enjoyment. She cool, really though. liked it. She really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Tell her anytime she wants to critique me, I'm, I'm open for it. So I'm good for it. <laughs> well, she liked it. She enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it, That's too. That's cool. Uh, good. You, well, you being an educator for all those years, you have that that tonal quality of, uh, of an educator. So when you're listening to it, you're, you're, it's, I don't know. It's not, it wasn't boring. And when I die, someone can blow through my larynx to, uh, get, get, get my the holiday stories. So if you yeah, want see, the they holiday won't have to stories, do it because I record so much. So oh, there you it's go. already done. So all we'll have Somebody to do is compile your voice into an AI. I was talking to somebody the other day because I've started a new show where I talk to podcasters about their podcast. Yeah, I've seen that right? too. Yeah. And, um, the guy made the point that, uh, one of the reasons he does it is to, to chronicle, what he was thinking and get creative stuff out there so that generations after him will know who he was. That's interesting. And it's, that's a really good point. You that's know? interesting. I thought, Man, yeah. That's kind of cool. That is, because that I mean, neat. I could write stuff down for my kids and things like that, but it, until this they, is a physical thing that our children can go back and well, actually absolutely. listen to. And they can hear what I was kind of into also, yeah. you know, in my inflection and things like that. So it is a little, and different. they can hear you talking about them and stuff like that. You know how we, we mentioned our families <laughs> oh, yeah, on sure. here. So, you know, sure. it's, it's a, it is a cool thing, and yeah. I, I kind of look at it that perspective too. We're leaving we're leaving something behind that once it's on the internet, it's there for infinity. You know, it's yeah, we're it's leaving always there. We're leaving something behind that people want rather yeah. than what we've done before. I think we should uh, start trying to put this physically on uh, cassettes, and then we could, we, sh we should launch a cassette series. Mm. Okay, you know, blah, the King of the Hill cassette series. Yeah, let's do that. It's yeah. a mail. We'll mail you a cassette. Well, that's Season one thing one, that on I did. Well, that's one thing in uh, like Columbia. I, I, was, I was doing research for a podcast I'm not even a part of, the Found Sound podcast. Yeah, I was doing research about cassettes, yeah. and apparently, the music industry has been propped up by the prison system in uh, cassette making. So, cassettes oh, yeah. for popular music still exist. It's only just been phased out within the last like eight or nine years in prisons. But for uh, the last, you know, you go back a decade in music. Uh, they're still on cassettes. They have a ton of music on cassettes because wow. prisons didn't allow certain things. Well, that and makes cassettes sense. Cassettes are see-through yeah. kind of thing. So you had a see-through radio, a see-through tape. There's nothing that you can't hide your crack in your tape and smuggle crack into a, a, a prison facility with it or whatever. But it was a way for the prison system to still have access to music, and they sold tons of them yeah. because they sold them at a premium. 
you're not you're paying triple in jail for that same cassette that you would pay you know oh yeah a well, few bucks for at a, at a you're, store you're paying six bucks for a pack of ramen in prison too I mean, that's <laughs> because the corporation's got you yeah 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 all right, so uh, tell them where they can find us and how they can get us. Uh, I think you've already done that. Yeah, again. So I believe we're done. Hit us on Linktree, <laughs> block K-O-T-H, head on over to Rogue Media Network, absorb yeah. all that, yeah. uh, find something you like, find something you don't like, comment it, tell us what we could do better. And we will be back uh, next week with uh, Season 3, Episode, episode 10. 10. And this is one of Mason's favorites, he told me. Oh, okay. Yeah, coming up. Yeah, it's um, the one where they um, get become volunteer firefighters. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's the one I watched when I was supposed to have watched the so other one last get, week. So I know get, about that one. You'll get extra Mason sauce on this uh, one. It's a great episode. And, again, that's an episode where it shows how much Hank really loves his friends. Yeah. Yeah. And well, how much you got he does that, for him. You got that to look forward to. We will see yep. you next time, guys. Wimaton, yay. Wimaton, yo. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>